What the Lord has shown me is that the true outcome in healing is that He's with us. Whatever happens, what if the ultimate answer, the ultimate healing, the ultimate outcome is just that He is with us. When it comes to worshiping God, Christy Knuckles would tell you we have responsibility, the ability to respond both in mountaintops and in valleys. Christy and her husband, Nathan, once known as the group Watermark, have been serving the church as worship leaders since the late 90s. Our guest today is also an author, the host of her own podcast, and she recently released a new worship album, her first in more than five years. It's called This Is The Hour. If you're ready to dive a little deeper in your time with God in His Word and in worship, we really think you'll appreciate this conversation with Christy Knuckles. So Christy, welcome back to The Morning Conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we talked to you about two years ago when you had released your book, The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. Love a little bit of an update, specifically even on that book and how you've seen Jesus use it. Yes, um, that has just been such an amazing thing, I think, to be able to share, especially my audience is a lot of young moms. Mm. So it's fun to be able to kind of like be out ahead of them a little bit, you know, on the journey and to be able to share from, you know, what Jesus taught me in those years of, you know, kind of, I think as moms, we can feel unseen a little bit in the, Mm. in that hidden work that is such like our, to be our first ministry, really, if we're, if we're moms. And so it's been so sweet to just encourage women in that soul rest of really just trusting God for that season, you know, and then how it's going to affect the seasons to come. And then I think just being able to share the stories of faithfulness, like of the Lord, when I did surrender and I did yield and I did lay things down and then watching him come through. Hmm. Often it's like in a way that we never would have thought of, but it's always better, you know, than we could have so good. thought of. So that's just been the sweetest thing to get to like go. I don't, I've not really taught much, um, you know, from a stage mm-hmm. um, in past years. And that's been new. That's been a new aspect for me to do this, you know, kind of speaking. And if I look at it as just sharing, that helps me a lot because right. I'm, I'm not like a <laughs> cool speaker with like yes. the countryman. But it's usually me on a stool with just like a microphone. And I've loved also getting to sing in and out of the, of sharing about the book. I love, it's almost like I'm setting up songs, but Mm. just a little bit longer. And that's been so fun to also just weave music in and out of Mm. sharing about the book. So it's just been such a gift to get to share all that. So Yeah, I've done that too. I've gotten opportunities to speak in the past, even when I was in college and through my athletic involvement. And that was helpful to me to go, okay, I'm not speaking, I'm sharing. And yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's got me into a different headspace that that was helpful. So you lead worship, you write songs of worship, you get a chance to live in that worship space quite a bit. And one of the things that you talk about is that we have a response ability, (laughs) you do a little play on words there, in worship. So talk about what you mean by response ability. Yeah, it is such a a neat play on that word Mm -hmm. of like, I think a lot of times, you know, we think of responsibility of like what we've got to get done 
done today and what we need to do. And I think even, you know, how we need to live for God or, you know, live for his name. We think of that sometimes as, well, it's my responsibility to do this. Hmm. Um, But if we look at it, you know, differently like that, he's given us within us the ability to respond to Mm -hmm. him and that 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 really is what worship is like he has created us we are worshipers at our very core Mm -hmm. and he put us in us the ability to respond to him Mm -hmm. and i've learned that that is just as much important in hardship and trial Mm -hmm. as it is in those mountaintop seasons and what we do with even pain in our story and how we kind of own those things. Um, My friend, Charlie Hall, he was uh, teaching yesterday and he said this, it was such a beautiful way to talk about um, responding to God, even in the midst of, you know, kind of, I think as adults, we start owning our story, right? We start just um, looking back and kind of being able to uh, process some things. And I think that the enemy would want us to be offended, right? By those things. But Charlie talked about beholding the face of God as you own your story. Hmm. And I think that's a beautiful, even just definition of that response ability in us that it's not just praising him in the, you know, mountaintop moments, which there's a time and a place for that. And we do have those mountaintops moments, but like in those valleys, you know, I think that responsibility is just almost the thing that I think like, you know, that just ends up like bringing us back to his heart because of like our desperation. I mean, the Psalms are just full of that. Yes. How we, you know, that God would give us like 150 poems and songs that would be full of that responsibility of of not just the mountaintop moments, but the lament, you know, and mm. just responding to God in every season. So, yeah. You've just released a new album. Pretty exciting. Now, tell me, what's the window been between your last album? It's been a few years, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's been maybe even five years since the lullaby release. And so this is actually the first really full Mm -hmm. um, kind of solo work since like, even like, let it be Jesus, which was like maybe like 2012. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's been a minute. So talk about that (laughs) gap in between there. Like what was going on a little bit? And as you went into this project, how are you different? Yes. Well, okay. So we, Nathan and I, my husband, we started our own label in 2015 called Mm. Keepers Branch Records. And so we're just, we're independent. And one of the very first things I wanted to do was a Christmas album because we had not done a Christmas album in 25 years of doing music together. So we did that first. And then we went to write, you know, probably the next like worship record or whatever. And then this, this lullaby theme came out. I mean, it was just like a download from the Lord of like, this is what this next album is. So we're just now at this place of releasing um, this album called This Is The Hour. And it has felt like, honestly, going back to our songwriting like in the very beginning, like mm-hmm. 25 years ago. It has just before, you know, there was the social media era, era. And I think just there wasn't, you know, we weren't scrolling up and down through what everyone else was doing it was like we were aspiring to the unseen and we were asking heaven for a new sound in those days and that's what this project felt like for nathan and i and and part partly where we were almost like is this okay (laughs) um so it has been personally such 
a journey, honestly, to be really honest, I, a, a little over a year ago, I was just felt like quitting everything. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to a lot of leaders that have experienced that a lot of people who've experienced that very thing. Um, just so much discouragement. And then the post-Christian culture we're living in. And it's just, we're pioneers to this moment. Yes, history repeats itself, but I mean, you and I are, we're new to this moment. Mm -hmm. And um, the Lord just, he allowed some circumstances. um, One of them being my mom um, has got ovarian cancer and we almost lost her in 21. And then I was going through crazy physical things and but it was that very hardship that afforded me hmm. this place of, I think of going back to the heart of God in a way that I just haven't in maybe all my adult years. And that was the beginning point of this album. And I, it's all about strength. I pray that it, and not the strength that's within us, but literally Christ in us, hmm. the hope of glory. And I pray that it is a time of just fortifying and encouraging and lifting up um, the church, obviously exalting Jesus, but also edifying and lifting up the church in this moment um, to stand and to endure Hmm. in these days. So Hmm. that's kind of the whole, like that's the overarching theme. Hmm. So So good. God is always at work among us. One week can make a difference. One week, 20 years ago, serving with Royal Family Kids Camp, a Christian summer camp for children who have been or are currently in the foster care system, changed Mark's life. That was the first time I had personal one-on-one interactions with a child who had been a victim of abuse and neglect. I remember the shift in my head from, oh, this is a news issue, to here's this little boy, his name's Danny, just realizing these are just kids. These are precious kids. Precious kids who, with one week of Royal Family Kids Camp, could be introduced to their heavenly father. Like all kids, they're kind of like sponges, ready to absorb things. And these kids have absorbed so many bad things, uh, in many cases, to where it's such an opportunity just to fill them up with truth and with God's love and with this vision for what their life could be as they would come into God's family. In essence, one week of summer camp can influence eternity. That's why Mark and his wife have now been investing one week of their summer for the last 20 years in Royal Family Kids Camp as camp directors in Omaha. Yes, it's just a week, but seeds of God's truth are planted. His word does things in a child's heart over time. And so for that experience of receiving love in a really positive environment, hearing truth, that can be setting them on a different trajectory of what could be possible in their life. Even in one week, God is on the move. Learn more about investing one week of your summer in a Royal Family Kids Camp or Teen Reach Adventure Camp in your community by visiting mybridgeradio.net. MyBridge Radio, celebrating God at work among us. Share your story and join the conversation in the Connect Now section at mybridgeradio.net. Christy, let's dive into to some of the specific songs on this new album, one of which is called Valor, which is kind of a title track even. Give us the heart behind that song. Yeah, well, that um, really happened um, only a few days after um, I'd had this moment on the porch with the Lord, kind of getting to that place of of just being like, God, I I feel like you've called me to use my voice. You've called me to go speak. You've, you've put this message of rest on my heart. But literally at that time, I was experiencing some uh, physical hardships that was almost like, you know, it felt like a blanket of like a, a disability even like, mm. like I, some days I didn't even feel like I could like 
get get up and around and just do basic things. And I was just like, what are you doing, Lord? And I found that like I had really let myself, I was still praying and and I was in the Bible, but it was that thing where I was protecting my heart from like really yielding and surrendering to God. And like, I was sort of protecting myself from him because it was like, why are you allowing these things? I don't understand what you're doing. And I remember being on the porch and I just, I literally like called out to him. I was by myself. It was at dusk. And I was like, what do you want me to do? And I remember before I could even almost get that question out in my spirit, it was like a resounding, I heard the word, this, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come to me as my kid and cry out to me and ask me for help. And I I want you to come and spend time with me. And there's a song even on the record that just talks about like how his presence is actually his ultimate plan for us. Like, and so after just, it was like a homecoming on the porch. And a couple of mornings later, I wrote the song home came out of just really, I was, it came out of just sleeping. I, that song came to me. And then the very next uh, song, the Lord started speaking to me about that strength that prevails mm-hmm. um, that he even prays that we'll have in the gospels. He's just like, pray that you will have the strength that will endure and prevail. And so this song valor started like coming to me about sort of that um, Paschal mystery of like his cross, his death, his resurrection, his life in us, like coming around Um, His finished work in a way that is our bravery in this moment as individuals, as the church, to be able to stand um, in what feels like dark, really dark days. And so um, that's where Valor was sort of this response of that's what I love of like this tender moment of coming home to the heart of God in like a really like just way I'll never, ever forget. And then that he would be like, actually, this is what's going to make you stand and fight, you know, be sober and awake in these days to my voice and to what I want to do and to be brave to yield, to be brave to surrender. And I think that's our bravest move every day is really surrendering to this sovereign God. So that's what Valor is about. Good. Yeah. Love that. You know, Christy, as you were talking about some of kind of your struggle, physical stuff going on, God, what are you doing? (laughs) Like kind of protecting yourself a little bit in a sense from him and disappointment with God, probably in the midst of that. I was thinking back to several years ago when my mom unexpectedly passed and I had this internal struggle a little bit of, I didn't blame God by any stretch. I mean, I know the power of God and the sovereignty of God, right? So I knew that God could have, you know, spared my mom's life. Again, it was a random, you know, situation that came up, unexpected. She was fine two minutes before, and then all of a sudden she's gone. But I remember this tug of war between knowing that God was the one who I needed for comfort and perspective and strength and grace during this time, but kind of grappling a little bit, not massively, but still having this sense, but God, you could have like done something here. As you were sharing, I was thinking about, that was probably kind of Mary's attitude when, I think it was Martha that came and got Mary and said, hey, Jesus is here and and uh, helped the whole Lazarus, Lazarus sister, right? And her first comment was, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yeah. Like you could have done something here. I can, I'm sure that same rustling was in her. So I don't know, I guess I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of you walking through that. I remember this moment actually when um, it was right around the time of kind of right before I wrote Valor and it was in that moment where I was just like, Lord, I, I, I do not know what you were doing. And I went, we went to this church and long story short, there was this production manager of this church that, you know, he was wearing a headset all day. And I just thought, oh, this guy's just kind of wants to just show us where to stand and, you know, when to start. And, but I mean, at the end of the day, 
he he heard me share from the stage about my mom and he comes up to me at the end and he was just like, it just surprised me because he was just, I was like, oh, he was like dialed in. And he just said, hey, I just want to encourage you about your mom. And and he said, my my wife and I just went through um like five or six years of infertility. And he was like, we lost several babies. And, and he just said, we're finally, we're pregnant with our first son. And and he just had this moment where he just said, you know, what I've learned. And he's like, yes, the, the baby is um, such a treasure. And we were so thankful. But he was like, what the Lord has shown me is that the true outcome and healing is that he's with us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, whatever happens to your mom, whether she's healed here or there, he was like, I just, he's like, I just encourage you to like, go there with the Lord that like, what if the ultimate answer, the ultimate healing, the ultimate outcome is just that he is with us. Like, and I was just, it just like went through me, um, like a knife, like in this, the sweetest way, like, you know, and I've carried that through a lot of these songs and have shared that with a lot of people in moments where you just can't quite understand what he's doing. But then it's like, oh, like just that you're, one of the songs in the album says, your presence is your plan for me. Mm-hmm. Your will is that I'll always see that on every mountain high and every valley low, you are here with me and there's no outcome that is greater. There's no promise that is sweeter. And the answer I keep waiting for is you are with me evermore. So that so I good. think I've held to when mm-hmm. it's like, I've thought about just friends even going through things like you did with your mom and loss. And um, there's something just so sweet in that promise that he did say he would be with us. Mm, I can absolutely attest to the fact that uh, with all I've gone through, whether it's losing my mom or intense health battle I walked through from 2013 over the next seven years, God has always been there without a question. He's shown himself faithful. He's shown himself gracious. He's shown himself mighty and stable in the midst of no matter how crazy my life was being at the particular point in time. So yeah, it's so good. I love that. So Chrissy, let's talk about another song. So you wrote a song called Christ in Me, and you make a point that there's been, you know, lots of songs that talk about us being in Christ, but not a lot that you kind of had found that we're talking about Christ in you. And again, I think quickly about that verse, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live but Christ lives in me, right? And you you mentioned earlier, you you weren't talking about this song, but you I'm sure you, that song's in your heart, but you mentioned that verse, uh, Christ in me, the hope of glory, right? So talk about that song and that conclusion you came to and kind of where it went for you. Yeah, and um, you know, I... I think at the time I was really thinking about just probably because I was experiencing such like uh, weariness, you know, on such an extreme level. And I remember thinking about, um, you know, the Christian life um, without, you know, calling on or like almost just um, trusting his life to be expressed through us. It's like it's um, it's like the Christian life really isn't possible for us <laughs> to live. It's like, it's, it is his life in us. It's like his life being expressed um, in us and through us. And so I think about even just, you know, everything we've been through, even like just politically as a culture and just like all of us trying to grasp, you know, what's, what's going on and how to um, even talk to each other in love and like how to respond to, um, all of these extreme things that we've, um, you know, seen and heard. And, and we, and I just think so many times it's like, I'm aware, probably even as a parent too, I'm just, I'm aware that like my own small love has a shelf life. Mm. Um, my strength 
is so feeble. And, um, you know, my even like ability to have compassion, you know, that's just, it's feeble unless I'm like, Christ, I need you to express your perfect and pure life through me. And I think even like thinking on that throughout the day of like, God, I even more like, you know, part of the song says, um, Surrender doesn't come that easily, but I know it's the one thing that I need because it's in yielding our way, our own small love, our, you know, feeble strength. It's in yielding that, that we actually find this life we long for. It's like we find that compassion that is like something we couldn't have done without him. You think about forgiveness, even being able to forgive, you you just, it's his life in us that causes um, us to be able to love, be able to forgive, be able to have compassion. And um, so I think there's something beautiful, you know, and yes, singing about how we're in Christ, but also singing about Christ in us. I've heard it expressed like the kind of like the exchanged life, Mm -hmm. like when we yield and surrender, um, even in in Isaiah, it says, you know, even youths grow tired and weary, but they that wait upon the Lord, that word renew, like he shall renew their strength. That word renew literally means like it can be looked at as like pass through or exchange. It's like he'll literally exchange um, our strengths for his. And so it's, it's, it's beautiful to think about that that's actually available to us because he is in us. So... Listen for the difference, helping keep you connected to God and each other through life-giving messages, stories, and songs shared all day long on MyBridge Radio. Christy, as we're talking about your new album this morning, you've got uh, those songs that yourself, you probably have some people that uh, collaborate collaborate with you and deciding like, here's the title track and here's the song that we're going to release. And what's a song on your new album that you go, this is kind of a potential sleeper, but like, don't miss it because I really feel like even though it may not get the headline, frontline headline, I think there's a lot to this song and I would not want you to miss it. Yeah. Okay. So there's a song called Keep On and it's towards the end of the record, but that's on purpose. This, I, you know, I know nobody listens to records in an, in order anymore, but <laughs> right. I, anyone listening? I hope you will listen to this in order because mm. actually my husband, Nathan, there's four four different times where he's featured with some orchestral movements throughout this album. And it's just stunning um, what he brought to the table. This song, Keep On, it really, I started it while we were out at this ranch actually in Colorado where our daughter worked for about a year. But before that, we were going out there with families for about five summers. And the staff that works at this ranch, they're all kind of in their young 20s, you know, just trying to figure out life for sure. And they're just the whole, it's kind of a behind the scenes. It is a a, a Christian um, ranch, but it's really for anyone. It's not Christian programming. And so these, you know, these staff, they're really presenting the gospel, like through just the excellence of um, serving and through um, hospitality. And, you know, but you and I both know that they're struggling and they're weary, they're tired. And I just was watching them the whole week. And of course, our daughter became a staff member. And so I literally worked on this song. Every time we would go back out to the ranch, I would kind of pick it up. And it was just sort of this like, keep on shining and doing good even when it's the hardest thing you've done, even when no one's looking, there's a promise that if you don't give up, 
the time will come when your fields will ripen with the morning sun and the harvest that you reap will carry you. So keep on shining. So it's sort of this like God sees what's in the hidden and he rewards what's in the hidden. And it's also just that like that message of like, keep on. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of that song, it just talks about like, I don't know about you, but it feels like, does everything just feel different right now? It Mm -hmm. just feels darker somehow. But one of the lines says, but like any good story, there's a moment when the light reveals where it's always been and the days we spent believing suddenly matter. So this song is sort of just this like exhortation at the end of the record of like, it's his life in you. I make sure to say it's, it's not our own, like pull ourselves up by our bootstraps shining, but it's like, it's the life of God in you. So like it matters. So keep, just keep on, you know? So it's sort of just this, like, you know, really speaking, I think to the church, I think the whole record honestly feels like it's just, um, a word to fortify the church in this moment, as I said before. And, but that song, Keep On, I think it's one that people will send to other people. Mm. It's very shareable in that way of like, I want to encourage you today. Mm, so good. Well, we just launched our second podcast, which is called How He's Building This. And uh, it's kind of a leadership podcast. So excited about that. But you've got a podcast that you host called The Glorious in the Mundane. So before I let you go, I want to hear a little bit about, the, about your podcast. Yes. Um, you know, it's so funny. I started that, I think maybe like Joyce Meyer was the only other woman who was doing a Hmm. podcast years ago. There weren't very many women in that space. It was like, uh, maybe like Andy Stanley and and it just not a ton of people in that like Christian space were doing a podcast. And well, now I mean, like there's like a trillion women doing (laughs) podcasts, which is awesome. You know, I had no idea um, how much work it would be, number one. Hmm. Um, But thankfully, my husband helps me so much. And he knows how to like record me and edit me and upload me and all that stuff. But um, this has just been such a sweet, again, like I think a moment to just be able to encourage women. Every episode is really honestly about just meeting with God in the mundane and what that looks like and that his presence is with us. And it doesn't always have to look like, um, you know, candle lit, like, you know, just an hour space with God. I mean, yes, let's all do that. But um, but it can also happen while you're cleaning a toilet, which yes. is actually how my whole book starts is just that God met me. And, um, you know, I've heard it said that all throughout scripture, it's like we see that men kind of went out somewhere to meet with God, but that God met, met women where they were hmm. in scripture, like in that place of just like doing hmm. the mundane tasks. And so that's kind of what the podcast is about is like how he can meet you in the carpool line or hmm. when you're doing the dishes and that he is with you. And it's just that um, sharing of, um, again, his faithfulness in my own story. And I'm pretty honest on there of just like my walk with the Lord and um, just my my struggles and all those things. And I just think that it's, I've heard just incredible stories of how the Lord has just um, continued to use it. And I feel so grateful and humble. So mm. that that's true. So that's cool. I love it. Cool. Okay. Last question. <laughs> So every year on my bridge, we do a spiritual focus this year. We're calling it daily 20 and 23, encouraging people to uh, spend at least 20 minutes a day with God in his, specifically in his word. So I'd love to hear maybe when that window of time in your life, when you begin to, to recognize the importance and the impact of spending daily time with God and what difference that made. You know, I think back like in youth group when, <laughs> you know, our youth pastor would, of course, in Sunday school teachers, like, you know, have your quiet time. Right. Um, 
And then, you know, as an adult, you know, you obviously have to figure out that this is a sacrifice as far as like, you know, schedule and all those things. And um, I know for people that I don't have a nine to five. And so I, I mean, that I'm, have so much compassion for, you know, people when they, they got to get up early, basically, (laughs) or that happens, you know, at night, which I know is just hard. But, but I think, you know, the, as I have um, realized that that time is irreplaceable, Mm -hmm. you know, in the word of God, I've also figured out that like, I always need to know like where I am in the word of God. Like it's almost like I remember writing my book and it was like, I always needed to know where I was going to start the next day or it was going to be too hard for me to get started again. And I think it's the same with reading the word of God. It's like, like even in December, I was like, okay, I feel like it's Hebrews. And so it was like, I knew every morning it's like, okay, back to Hebrews. And I felt like that just helped me to know, like, you know, cause sometimes it can overwhelm us, right? You're just like, oh my goodness, there's this huge like story in front of me. Where do I even start? And so I think it's important to just ask the Lord, like, where do you want me in this season? And turns out Hebrews was like exactly where I needed to be. And even just like the release of this record leading up and what I needed to have in my mind and in my heart. And um, so that has helped me. And then just the play on the quiet time. It's like, I find that when we do have that, when we do clear that space, when we are faithful to get in his word and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal um, his His truth to us and let it be like a surgeon, you know, um, let it read us. It's like we become the quiet time, you know? So it's like we get up from that place and we take that into our day. It's like we literally, we ingest it. Like we eat that. It's like we become that as we leave that place of like um, reading his word. And so those are some of the things that have just stuck out to me as an adult, you know, in that struggle of just, yes, like I want to make this a priority in my life. I have to make this, you know, a priority in my life. So good. good. Well, thank you for joining us. And thanks for sharing your life, your ministry and this new album. Super excited about it. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Did you catch what Christy said about healing and how it doesn't always look like we want it to? How sometimes we pray and we don't get the answer we think we're looking for, but what we do get is God's presence with us? That's really the ultimate gift, right? If you want to hear how Christy turned her time in God's Word into music, look for her new album, This Is The Hour, wherever you stream music. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll see you here next time.